You ready? I'm ready. You're about to sneeze. I didn't want I'm to interrupt. So... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for taking that time. Oh, no. I see it of... in your eyes. You right. do have a little bit of Here, a cold. Here's your trinket. Oh, no. What is it? Hey, is it's it a, a breadstick? Oh, it's a pen. It's a pen that's shaped like a baguette. Oh, hey. <laughs> this, this I can return to you another day. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it made me laugh. It's a pen shaped like a baguette. It'll never be real bread. And uh, feel free to buy that album, everybody. <laughs> my second last. You know what? First. That reminds me. Okay. Yeah. You flew 14 hours today. Yeah. I flew uh, six hours today. He flew four hours. Four hours. So we all came here. We're yeah. all bone tired. Yep. And we're doing this relentless podcast <laughs> that never fucking ends. <laughs> and you have better have bought all of Jackie's... DVDs <laughs> and my books and Kyle's album. That's all I have to say. There you go. Get on it. Breach. Get on it. Jeez. We all agree. Okay. Um, yeah. So you just did two weeks on the road, though, is what you did. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I I did uh, Philly. I did Helium. Wow. That's right. It was, yeah, it was fun. It was like... That's the, awesome. It was the Team Coco tie-in and... So I got extra money for that. Okay, but you got to headline, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. And Alex Edelson featured. Okay. And uh, that was that was hard every single night. I was like, all right, this guy's this not is... going easy on me. No. But he's yeah. really funny, you know? Is he local or? No, no, no. He's, he? He, he lives here. I probably have met him a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Alex meet him Edelman. Again. He, he, um, He's he does Edinburgh a lot. Like okay. he's a young kid who has done Edinburgh many many times. Okay, he just went international American, really not... quick. Yeah, okay. he's American. Yeah, all right. You would know him if you saw him. Sure. Yes. Sure. Sure. This I'm blaming on jet lag and you're sick. Well, and I don't know anybody else. I'm sure he's very funny. <laughs> no, you know him. I know you all know right. him. <laughs> um, but um, and uh, a local comic named Rachel Fagletto. And oh, nice. uh, it was fun. It was really fun. It was um, the, they were pretty pretty solid crowds strong... the entire weekend. That's right? great. Maybe the Thursday was a teeny bit light, and then but the rest of it was pretty good. It was yeah. never nothing was ever sold out, but. But this it's owned by the guy that owns a bunch of heliums. Right. And Mark like Grossman. he has a, a ticket a ticketing yeah. a company. Yep. So um I was like I'm like, oh, did I sell enough tickets to work work his room in nine other rooms? Exactly. You know, it's like yeah. there's so much going on. And then he came to the last show on Saturday and and before the last show and said I'm gonna watch. I'm like, no. Not Tell before. Tell me after. That I saw you and it was great. Yeah. How about that? Yes, whatever. But um, I sold like 25 books. And, That's great. Uh, you know, it was it was a really fun, it was a fun week. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So Thursday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's five long sets yes. getting ready for your album. Yes, yes. Okay. And then what? And then, then what's the next one? And then I had four days in New York. Oh, that's right. So you're grinding it out there. Yeah. Nice. That was... That was so that was interesting. So I had like three or four spots a night. I nice. think maybe one night I had four and the rest I had three. Yeah. And um 
they were all like an hour apart. I wasn't super stressing out. One night I wore terrible shoes for going back and forth on the train. Right. I still have not f- solved my shoe problem. I mean, I need, I need a pair of good looking boots that don't hurt after three hours. And oh, wow. I don't know what to do. I don't want them to be Doc Martens. I don't want them to, them to be stompers. I want them to look attractive. Right, right. You know? What about that working girl thing? Or you carry another pair of shoes in a bag. I don't, you know, I do. I don't want to carry shoes. I just want to (laughs) walk. I don't have time. You just want to have shoes. I'm supposed to take my shoes off at the comedy club and then get on get on a train and brush your teeth. And no, I don't know. You're right. Yeah, you don't want to. When it's snowing, snowy. Okay. Oh, you okay? You changed to different shoes. Yes. So, but it's just, it just, there's the got to be one pair of boots out there that's sure. comfortable for my fucking feet, which are huge and wide and they have bunions <laughs> and where I can walk and be, and they still look okay, stylish, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I haven't found them yet. Right. And I only have that one solution. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the stand, the yeah. new stand is like outstanding. Primo. Yeah. I can't wait till November to go. Well, okay. So we're okay. in the top room, which is right. a glass box. And I did okay. one set in there and it's a little warm. Uh, oh. So uh, don't, don't wear too... Well, wear layers and you can slowly <laughs> strip as the night goes on. Fantastic. And then the downstairs room, you know, especially when it's full, it just feels like Saturday... Every show feels like a Saturday night, eight o'clock show. Oh, wow. Which is a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so it was nice to go to like the Broadway, which is like, you know, Just a basic, very casual, yeah, you know, and no one's, you don't awesome. feel like anyone's watching. Like the stand, you feel like people are watching and comics are watching or there's people in the industry in the audience and uh, the Broadway feels a little more off the beaten path. So it was right. nice to, it was a nice balance of, all right, I can fuck around here and I, you know, I'm going to just do stuff. That's pretty tight right here at the stand. Yeah. And then I um, I was on a show and the guy, the act after me was Shane Gillis. <laughs> so SNL guy. Right? Yes. So now, like, I didn't call for his firing or anything. No. You, know, but you but didn't have I, anything to do with it. <laughs> I did have a few snarky tweets about his apology statement. Oh, right, right. I felt, he, I'm more of a mad TV guy. Than no, that was, he, that's was, how he ended his, yes, his apology. Which that was, was pretty. That was kind of funny. I mean, that wasn't funny. That was dumb. Well, I don't know. Mad TV end, isn't even when around. When you have all that anyway. having coming down on you, whatever. Yeah, who but, cares? Okay. I don't. But, right, but I did feel when, you know, it's one thing to be snarkily <laughs> tweeting your little uh, pushing boundaries tweets. Oh, right. And then alone. you actually meet the person face to face. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just. I'm a two-faced asshole right now. Well, did I felt, he know that you No, he didn't. It? So then I apologized. I said, hey, I'm sorry. I, I made a couple. They, I you piled know, on. I was part of the pile on yeah. a little bit, you know, and I was, they were just kind of jokey, but I, I apologize for whatever, whatever I contributed to. Right. Because he was nice. And, you know, that's, it could, what, you know, what his situation wouldn't happen to you and me because we haven't gone that far ever but but we any comic can be caught in that kind of a vortex you know and have shit rained upon them right and it's different levels of button pushing and just riffing and yes it's usually a younger comic too yeah right right. because it's just someone trying to get a reaction and and a lot of these guys are and what what is he 10 years in 
He's a baby. So. Yeah. 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 He's mm-hmm. just, I mean, no offense, Kyle. But uh, because you're also not saying weird Chinese comments either on your podcast, which is called right. Something About Being Rad. I've been on it. <laughs> this is rad. <laughs> I'm punchy. <laughs> so. my, my thing was I didn't want to feel uncomfortable and right. like a liar or a bad person because I was – you know, speaking speaking one way on Twitter and then saying, hey, you had said nice a thing. to meet you, you know. Right, you had right. said a thing and now he was in your face or yes. he was alive in front of you. Yes. And so you were like, oh, I did a weird thing, so I'm just going to say. Yes. I, I, and I don't be, always be wondering in the back of my head, oh my God, does he think or does he know or, you know, it just re- gets in the way of just any kind of conversation Right, it have. takes up valuable brain space. Yes, yeah. and I don't have much brain space left. Right. There's, there's you, only you, few. You need all of it. There's you only six it. cells that work properly and they can't be occupied. You rub two of them together to speak? That's what I do. Um, so... So that happened, and um, and then I went to uh, Vermont. Um, oh, that's right, because then you did Burlington. Yeah, holy smokes! Dude, I this is like a so really awesome ten days. Yeah, really yeah. awesome. That's so great. And Burlington is such a fun route. First of all, okay, so it's um, Car- Carolyn Riley's emceeing, Annie Russell's featuring, and I'm headlining. Nice and. Um, and we were talking about this last night. Not once did any audience member come up and mention that it was all three female comics. Right. Congratulate themselves for showing up. No guy felt like he was a hero. All they came up and said was great show. We were we were like at various points in the bar and we just heard, you know, people were happy compliments upon compliments. And right. it was just like. Everyone it, enjoyed the show. Yeah, and no one pointed out the dumb obvious, you know? Right. And nobody... It was know, the, awesome. Right. That is awesome. The one time... And I think I've just told this story before. is just the only thing that happened one of the times when it was all women comics was someone thought that uh, I was... That I had done a joke the feature had done. Oh. And I was like, no, no, that was the feature. This mm-hmm. was happening to white guys all the time. Yeah, uh, because uh, it was just... Uh, it was just three women, yeah, and uh, they got uh, sort of those sets a little blurry. Yeah, and I was like, I'm okay with that. So that didn't happen at all. Not at all. And we were all different ages. That's I mean, awesome. we were all white, right? But after that, we kind of we kind of each went our own way in terms right. of energy and what what are what we're worried about and priorities and stuff. You know, cool. I think Carolyn's like 24, right? Very funny. And Annie's like in her 30s, very funny. And then I'm me, and we're all at different places and. Um, you know, it was just really, really fun and and uh just you know That's I don't know, great. it was very relaxing, you know. That's and amazing. I was able I felt like free to tinker with stuff. I, I moved chunks weather? around and then I forgot. I'm like, oh. fuck I knew a chunk was missing and then yeah. I, then I started the, the call back to it and I, and I was like, Whoa shit. I gotta see <laughs> if I can circle back and start this thing over again. Yeah. The weather was great. Burlington's one of those towns where you think, oh, I would love to retire here. I could just live here. And then you're like, oh, it's as expensive as Los Angeles and New York. It's, it's very pricey. The coffees are expensive. The breakfast is expensive. Yeah. I like $32 at um, the skinny pancake, you know. Oh, and right, right. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So yeah, it's not. It has, it has that vibe that. Um, that those college towns have. Yeah. You're like, oh, I want to sit around. I wish I went to, I, whenever I do one of those college towns, I always think, God, I wish I could sit around and talk about the big issues with somebody. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can't. I'm a comic. There's, 
I don't have anything to do. Uh, I can go to a coffee shop and discuss the biggest. And then you can talk about it at night. Yeah. Right. Then I could write some jokes about it if I wanted to. Um, Crazy. So yeah. So I had a, then I came home, got home around two o'clock today. And um, I had a, I had a set at seven o'clock in Santa Monica. What? Yeah. Yeah. it, nice. it was a it was a last minute show, and at first I thought I couldn't do it. Then I realized I had um, gotten myself a flight at the ungodly hour of eight a.m. Oh on Sunday, and I said, "Yeah, I can do it." And and you know, I haven't seen my kid in ten days, and I so I went to the set, and then I came home, and he was here, and just spent an hour with him, and now we're doing our podcast. Here we <laughs> are. That is bananas. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went to France. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been saving up to go to France for a thousand years. And so we went to France and it was amazing to go to France mm-hmm. and to have no expectations to do any stand up. So I spent a week and a half. And then about four days ago, I got a flurry of DMs on, on uh, Twitter from different comics going, hey, you know, Will Durst had, um, and the, the, the diagnosis from his feature was incorrect. Okay. Uh, he did not have a heart attack. He had a minor stroke. In Will France. Durst. In France? No. In in San Francisco. Oh. But I his thought feature, he'd already gone to France. No. He was supposed to come to France to do this show right. on, I believe, Friday night. Right. So, um, but he, his feature was in Saudi Arabia doing a set. Who's his feature? Uh, some kind of Andy. Okay. And um, I think... Uh, but it doesn't matter because Andy contacted the booker and said, Will is in the hospital. Uh, Will is okay, by the way. So just yeah. so everyone knows, Will Durst, San Francisco comic. Yes. Actually from Milwaukee. Right. And more so than myself. He's even more Christ-like in Wisconsin than me. He gets booked even less than I do. Oh, my God. So uh, One of the first, uh, just to go yeah, off on a tangent sure. for a sec, we'll come back, is um, one of the first... Uh, Bay Area comedy experiences I had. Well, well, first I was on a date with Larry Bubbles Brown, which what? went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> and um, he took me to his show at San Le- at the Tommy T's in San Leandro, uh-huh. and he was featuring. Were you doing stand up at the time? No, no, no. I had okay. done a couple open mics, you know. Okay. And um, he was featuring, and Wilders was headlining. Okay. And it was like a Wednesday, so it was like 15 people in the audience, right? Bubbles. Seriously. This is his idea of a date? Come watch me do stand-up. Anyway. Yes. Yes. That's my idea of a date now. <laughs> why do you think I'm single forever? Right. Well, it's why you're not dating comics, because you got to bring somebody else to it. Yeah. So a non-comic. Anyway. But Wilders, so Larry's up on stage, and Wilders is laying across six audience chairs. Right. Just like almost asleep, and he's next. And I was like, how is that possible? Because I would think of a set for, like, if I knew I had a set on Tuesday, it, I would be seven days of just, oh, my God, what am I going to do? How's it going to go? And I would go over it in my head over and over again. And to see a person stretched out across seven, six chairs right, with their legs crossed, you know, like looking in the sky like they're like they're in Nebraska, yeah, just every... looking up at the stars. And then to hear their anam- name announced in a, and then he just kind of walks on stage and starts talking. I was like, 
How the fuck is that possible? Yeah, there's so many ways to do stand-up. You can obsess about it, or you can just go up on and do your jokes. Well, he's also, he's very experienced at that point. Right. And I just couldn't fathom not being sick to my stomach. Right. And so relaxed. That was crazy to me. That's, uh, I never met him until I moved out here, but mm-hmm. I'd heard of him for 20 years. Right. Because... And so he doesn't work in Milwaukee? No. No, he grew up in Milwaukee. Him and I mean, the weird thing is, is the guys that all are from Wisconsin. Um, I think Pete Lee works like he used to do Skyline a bunch. And yeah, I know he probably does Madison now on a right on the regular, but I don't know that actually. But I think Pete Lee could do anything. He's from yeah. Janesville. Uh, Andy Smith from Janesville. Mm-hmm. She's got a kid. She's civilizing out in the in yeah. the hinterlands of right, Kansas right. City. And then, she got kicked off Twitter for like a day or something. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah, but it was just this last week too, and um, the uh, um. And then Jeff Cesario. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, Tom Clark and Mary Mack and Tim Harmston. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but Cesario and Will Durst and um, myself, I'm a little bit younger than those guys. Yeah, uh, you are. But, uh, but, but uh, so Wisconsin doesn't work its own. Yeah, weirdly enough. What weirdly an awful enough. state. I'm so glad you all left. <laughs> right. I'm playing Madison, though, in uh, December. Oh. Very excited, quite yeah. honestly. It's, Madison it, on state? Yeah. Is that where you popped in to do a guest at when yeah. Ron Funches was headlining? Yeah. And that led to that? Yeah. Yay! You got to remind people that you exist. Sure. That's how it happened. So anyway, so I get a DM from uh, Dave Fulton. Yeah. Uh, comic who i know from minneapolis but he lives in london and he goes lives in london yeah oh yes i remember does he still have really long hair or did he uh, cut it he, it might be shoulder like that okay. but he used to have really long yeah. hair yeah and he was like hey will smith is sick you're will in durst. paris will durst yeah will smith uh will yeah and uh will durst is sick you're in paris right now right and i was like yeah and then emo phillips te- uh, dm me and said are you in Paris? Because I just <laughs> got an email from the booker asking if I could come. And um, I was like, I where's think Emo? Jackie, he's here. So the the guy was going to fly Emo out or asking if you could come? No, to, I think to fly Emo out. Wow. But I don't know what. Here's where it all sort of fell apart. Because I was like, because what happened was, is Rich Hall of Sniglet's fame. Yes. Um, he now wears a hat and has a guitar and uh, what, <laughs> what? He, what? no and uh he's always been super silly i need to take guitar lessons you know well, we got to extend our careers <laughs> well he lives in london right and so so both of those guys recommend like dave and emo recommend me nice. and so but the guy doesn't know me right and so he's like well here's what i'm thinking is that rich hall headline and you'll feature and i was like Whatever happens, uh, I was like, do I want to do a set? I, I have no plan in my head of doing a set. Right. But it's hard to turn down a set that's offered, right? I know. And then, so I did. And then he meets me and he doesn't tell the booker. me. Right, the booker. Yeah. He meets me at the Army Museum. And because we're at the Army Museum, because I want to see the uh, sort of the French history of World War One and World War Two. Oh, uh, yeah, and and the eighteen seventy one, so essentially the the French Army from eighteen seventy one. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great and Napoleon's tomb, hilarious Napoleon's tomb. Uh, he wasn't a sh- you know everybody always says how short Napoleon was. Right. He was probably five eight. 
Yeah. But even if he would have been 6'6", six, six, this tomb was overcompensated. <laughs> this tomb was the size of a building. It oh was completely God. banana land. Anyway, so, um, but he comes and he's like, the booker, nice guy. And um, probably 72, 73 years old. Had been doing it since he'd moved to Paris in 66. He was British. So he was also a comic? Uh, no. Okay. I don't know what he, I, I got, I literally got to talk to him like, for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. on the thursday and then he was super nervous about rich showing up and then uh i got a text from him where he sent me money and i was like okay uh it's been great meeting you but uh so but he didn't tell me what the show was so the show is it on, on the thursday we're sitting there um having a couple key meets me at the army museum and he says okay i figure you'll do like 30 or 35 Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that seems fine. Sure. And um, so I get up. He introduces me. Yes, I just no. Very cold. Yeah. No, right. Well, no, uh, no credits and no. He didn't ask me how I wanted to be introduced. Or oh, anything. they don't do credits over there. And they. That's right. They don't. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I found it weird, but the whole thing was yeah slightly surreal because I had not been because there's they also do intermissions. It's like right. Australia. Yeah. And um, so I did 33, mm-hmm. 49, because I recorded it. Right. And I get off stage, and he's like, would you do an encore? <laughs> what? And I was like, what? Well, you always save your best stuff. Right. I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I even went to the vault and did the tantric sex bit, <laughs> which I posted on Instagram uh, so that I would stop doing it. Anyway. And, uh, you were doing to yourself? Yeah. That's what you're I'm backing yourself in a corner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fix the closer. Fix the new closer. Is, uh, so the, uh, um, the, so I, I was like, uh, do you, uh, I thought he needed me to extend. Like that wrist wasn't ready. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, yeah. So I got up and I did another 10 minutes, 10 to 15. And so the audience is into it? Yeah, they're into it. Great. They they were psyched. They were sort of, it was like, it was more of a theater experience. I took pictures and I took a little video. I was going to post it. But um, yeah, it was, it was more, and the audience was older, you know, like people that he had, who had, he had known from from paris and they were all expats okay but some of them were 60s and 70s as well and then and then there were some younger folk and then um and it was it was a surreal experience and then because we had seen two or three museums that day we hadn't eaten and so i said well how long is uh because then there was an intermission Right. So I said, how long is the intermission? He goes, about a half an hour. And I said, how long is Rich Hall going to do? He said, about an hour and 15. And I said, well, we'll be right back. We're just going to go grab a bite. Well, it turns out there's no grabbing a bite in Paris. Right. We missed his set. So I'm sure Rich Hall was very funny. So you didn't uh, have to come back though, right? No. Okay. No, there was no reason. I mean, I did. we did come back and um, and I didn't say anything to Rich Hall because I thought, he didn't say anything to me when I got off stage. Sure. Right. And right, right. what am I going to say? I'm sorry. I didn't watch your set. That's a weird thing to say, isn't it? No. You say, uh, they loved you. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they did. Yeah. They did. Love. Where's the lie? Yeah. There's no lie. I'm sure they loved him. But, uh, 
Yeah. So I mean, the whole thing, the whole, the fact that it 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 came to be was kind of fascinating, but the pay was weird because I I'm always I'm always curious, right? Because mm-hmm. Rich Hall comes into town, he lives in London. It's not that expensive for him to get there. Yeah. But they got you got to put him up. Yeah. But I don't know that the the guy booking was putting him up, and I don't know what the money was. I think he. Because he hadn't seen me and he did no research online. He didn't know that I was, because um, I was like, is it normal for the, did you need me to stretch to do the encore? And he goes, no, they really, really liked you. So I wanted you to do another 10 minutes. And I was like, they did? <laughs> uh, because they, I mean, they really did, but they were quiet. Right, right. You know, it was, and. So he knows his gig. and he Yeah, knows he knows he his well. audience and, and yeah. what. And what it was like. And so I think he was pleasantly surprised that I didn't suck. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't think Emo and Dave, they both want to work for you. Why would they? The whole thing was very uh, distracting and very weird. And uh, Did it, it was ruin nice. your day knowing you had a set that night? It, I mean, if it you look did at how affect, it felt. Yeah. It, it affected the day for sure. Yeah. Because it was... You know, we ended up doing two or three museums a day. Mm-hmm. And wow. um, it was like it, we went to Lyon where mm-hmm. we got to see a lot of awesome Roman ruins and this basilica. And we had lovely uh, meals. And um, and then we rented a car and we went to the cave paintings. Mm-hmm in the middle of nowhere oh my god and which was essentially the wisconsin dells of france hmm. it was like old sack there were <laughs> kites and fudge uh, but uh it, it was a french version of that it was nougat uh-huh. and uh and weird catapults <laughs> and uh but there was like a roman ruins but there was also like these beautiful gorges like yosemite-ish kind of kind of thing where uh local french people came to go kayaking and canoeing and it was um, gorgeous. We found a Michelin star uh, restaurant to go to in the middle of this area mm-hmm. where it was one of the most amazing meals I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? It was for our anniversary. And then um, and then we drove to, we went to this medieval town one day, a medieval town that had a castle. And in 95, they found some ruins and nobody... This castle had been there since the Middle Ages, yeah, but had never been of any value. Like the king didn't care. The only thing, it was three euro to get into it, wow. and it was literally three to might have been seven. I don't yeah. know, but it was like no, no, let's turn this into a tourist thing. Uh, we got, and then they found this these Roman ruins, and so they're like, we're a tourist town now. Watch <laughs> us be one, uh-huh. and it was uh, it was fascinating, but. Um, the ca- the cave paintings were amazing, and then so we drew you you you. How close were you able to get to them? Well, what what it was is it was we weren't anywhere near them. Okay. There was caves, and then about you know probably a mile from them, they had created these reproductions. Oh, I see. Okay, and the reproductions were exact, right? But they were just sort of like when you go to see a, a museum and you see the dinosaur bones. They're mm-hmm. not really the dinosaur bones. They don't want you and your grubby breath all over real dinosaur bones. So they're made out of plastic or they're made out of something. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Plaster. plaster. It's oh, I a plaster. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go to... Um, Museum of Natural History in New York? Yeah. That's fucking fake? Yeah. 
I want my money back. Yeah. I want my money. Well, here's here's the crazy thing. Yeah. Uh, the coolest thing they had in the cave paintings. Uh, France had a uh, woolly rhinos. We wow. were mammoths, and we had saber-toothed tigers. They didn't have either. They didn't have saber-toothed tigers. They had cave lions. Wow! And they had cave bears, but they had woolly uh, rhinoceros, which was hilarious. Oh my god! A pretty cool looking thing, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was fucking amazing. And then we drove like six hours to Paris. I drove in Paris. It was a lot like driving in New York, but yeah. dumber. Yeah, and then do uh, they drive on the same? Yeah, is everything the same? Yeah, okay. everything's uh, on the right end side. Yeah. And then uh, we got rid of the car. Thank you, baby Jesus. And then we spent the rest of the week going to a thousand. We went to so many museums. Did you? Because you went to the Louvre, right? We went to the Louvre. We spent did, six hours at the Louvre. Wow. Did you? There was a carnival. Did yes. you see the carnival? Yeah. <laughs> That's where my son and I went every single night in France. Was that carnival? Was like, that carnival? That's because yes. he has a child. Yes. We walked through that carnival and I was like, I wish they were setting it up. And I was like, I would like to go on the tilt a whirl. Oh, and, the whole uh, thing they were great. Did you see that 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 ball that bounces up in the air? No. Oh my God. Amazing. It was so well, what we did do was so we went to the, you know, the Eiffel Tower and the and uh the Arc de Triomphe. Uh-huh. Here's the thing about the Arc de Triomphe. Stairs. I did not climb up it. I didn't know that. 300 stairs. 16 floors. Wow. That's banana land. This doesn't accelerate. This doesn't go upstairs. Yeah. Uh, I turned around at like 100 steps and I said to Andy, uh, I I feel like I've been taken advantage of. (laughs) And he's like, I'm so sorry. I did not know. (laughs) And uh, I was like, and then we found out that there is an elevator. Ah. But it is for the handicapped and the elderly and for tiny children. (laughs) None of which I am. So, um, but it was, it was, uh, but we went to the Picasso Museum and we went to a Vietnamese restaurant. I was telling Kyle on the way over here that uh, when you go to another country, especially a large Western country, uh, find out who they colonized and then go to those <laughs> restaurants <laughs> because sure. uh, those people have come to that country. Yeah. And so we went to a, a Vietnamese restaurant in the Latin Quarter called Bonjour. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> Bonjour, Vietnam. Oh, my Bonjour, God. Bonjour, Vietnam. That's great. That's great. And then last night, we went to a Moroccan restaurant, um, sort of more toward the club. Last the, night in Paris. Last you were in Paris, in Paris last night. I was in Paris this morning eating a fucking chocolate croissant. I was in Vermont this morning. What's That's right. This is a weird day. day. This is a very weird day. So um, are, we're at 30 or something. We're at 30. Let's take that break. Okay. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's a podcast that we do as uh, we ma- we are married. And how's the ad going so far? Because I think it's going very good. <laughs> we talk about things we like every week on Wednesdays. One time Rachel talked about pumpernickel bread. It was so tight. You cannot afford to miss her talking about this sweet brown bread. We also talk about music and poems and, you know, weather. There is one... Weather? <laughs> one time Rachel talked about Baby Beluga, the song, for like 14 minutes. And it just really blew my hair back. <laughs> so check us out on MaximumFun.org. It's a cool podcast with chill vibes. Amber is the color of our energy, is what all the iTunes reviews say. <laughs> they will now. And then let's talk about Comic of the Week. Oh, Comic of the Week is uh, Australian 
uh, Alice Fraser. That's right, Alice Fraser, uh, which is uh, at alliterative, right? Yep. Yes. And it's spelled A-L alliterative. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got it. I believe in I believe in all of you. Yes. It's in the end. There you go. No, she's very, very funny. She's done a ton of late night sets in Australia, and, yeah. and she's got a lot of videos to watch. And um, she's I watched just a really. It was great. Great joke writer and funny. Yeah, and, real solid. It was a, yeah. It was a solid mm-hmm. set. Just like a bam, 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 bam. Right, right. I was yeah. like, oh, look at her. <laughs> Doing some stand up. Good for her. And she has a podcast that I did uh, at Podfest a couple years ago called, called Tea with Alice. That was Tea a lot with of fun. Alice. Yeah. Nice. I feel like I've met her. I just uh, I think I you can't have. Remember. Yeah, and uh, w- you're I'm, incapacitated right now. I'm a l- I'm a little punchy. So yeah. th- this week on Thursday, I have to go to a wedding in Where? Texas. What? Yeah, Andy is officiating his stepbrother's uh, wedding in the middle of nowhere in Texas. Oh We're not my even God. taking Delta. We're taking like American or some fucking. Thing. Oh, can I tell you my Delta story? Sure. So I flew Delta to uh, Philly, and um, uh, I went out the day before. And I was going to get in at 10 o'clock at night. Awesome. And uh, we that. left from Burbank late. Yep. And we connect. We went to Atlanta. What a disaster of an airport. Atlanta? Yes. There's no moving sidewalks anywhere. Okay. Okay. So it's all just a hole. So I get out on, let's say, E. And uh, I buy, and it's late, and I, I have a very tight connection now. I had two hours before. And, and I'm carrying books. Like oh. I was like, let me just try to, uh, save $25. Right. right so, not check. <laughs> so I didn't check everything in. I, I got one free check bag from Delta yeah. cause I used my sky miles, um, count, uh, card, but then I had to carry one and it was so, and I was like, before I, when I booked it, I'm like, you're already full of rage. I was angry, yeah. but I yeah. booked it. I was like, I'll have two hours. You know what? I, I can take 10 steps and then to calm down and just rest, whatever. <laughs> And so now I got to run with a bag and it's a duffel bag. It's not a roller or oh, anything. Crying out loud. Lord. And so I got, I was online and I was checking, which, you know, I, it, it, when, when I logged onto Delta side, I think they said I, I should go to D4 and I was like, we were getting out at E6 or whatever. So Different I was, terminal. I was mapping it out, but they're right next to each other. It's like a hairpin turn. Okay. So, uh, and then w- there was an agent, a gate agent when I got out, but he was surrounded by people. So I was like, just go. Right. And so I got as quickly as I could to D and then I get there and they're like, oh, it's in B4. And now there's no way I'm going to get to it. Oh. So uh, they bumped, they put me on a later flight and then I got in so late and then I had radio the next morning. Oh my God. And I was so fucking tired that it, my first day in Philly, which was a, you know, like a nice fat Thursday, yeah. it should have been relaxing. Yeah, I just yeah. was like wiped out, completely yeah. wiped out. Oh, completely. Yeah. That's a blow. That mm-hmm. blows. And then it took That's... a couple, uh, co- took a little while to catch back up. Yeah. And then, then, it's, then you have to, then it's going to take a day and I have to catch up. Yeah. And it's... then, the, then the week's over. <laughs> right. Then you have it to sucks. go somewhere else. Like I didn't see yeah. any, I walked around Philly a little bit. Um, but you didn't get to see like Constitution Hall. I or... didn't see anything. Oh. I, and, and I was a little stressed out because of the shows. I just, yeah. There's a lot of pressure on the shows, so yeah. I I uh, just wanted to rest. You know, I listened to all my sets. I just sat in my bed in my hotel room and listened to sets and made notes and stuff like that and, you know, did my little dumb yoga Admirable. workouts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, uh, I brought this roller, this, uh, this, you know, those noodles? 
the foam roller. Mm. I brought a travel. I bought a travel roller, mm-hmm. and it's only this big, and it becomes flat. Yeah. And I was like, we're gonna see if this has any value. Right. Uh, it has a great deal of value. Hmm. Uh, I do have to figure out how to do more with it than just my back and my shoulders. Yeah. Because I think because you you're you know when you fly so much. Yeah. It's mostly the psoas and your and the and the hips that get that, yeah. the, on me anyway they get jacked. Right. So I got to figure out a way to get some exercises going on with that. But the flat roller that that packs flat mm-hmm. in my backpack and is only I mean it weighs as much as a laptop. And I don't bring a laptop. Yeah, um, is great. Um, I th- it was hard to find a pool in Philly. Yeah, everyone wants you to be friends with someone who already belongs to the Y or uh, the Salvation Army and Drexel University and Penn. Like I kept calling, and uh, so finally I found a pool in um, like in Jersey. And uh, so I took a train, and it, oh, that wow. turned out to be an odyssey. That was Friday. It was like an hour out. Then an hour swimming and then an hour back. And oh uh, I was exhausted. And yeah. I'm like, this this can't be. I've got two shows tonight. <laughs> right, right. I've got to follow a feature that's fucking murdering. <laughs> I can't be I can't be tired. <laughs> so then the next uh, day I did like regular yoga very close by. Yeah. Not not uh, Bikram, so I wasn't so wiped out. Oh good. Then in uh Burlington, I did I went to this place called Queen City Bikram Yoga. Okay. And uh, it was as expensive as in New York City. Oh wow. Like it, uh, my friend Cheryl came to uh to Vermont. Oh, okay. So to we hang. had so much yeah, hang, we had so much fun. That's cool. And she was saying and this is so true like you spend so much money on the road just trying to keep some sense of normalcy yeah and so like bikram okay it was 15 dollars there on a lift that yeah. is 28 for the workout Oof. and then it's 15 back that's like a fucking 60 dollar day yes for and you haven't even eaten right yes <laughs> right, i haven't even gone to the skinny pancake yet <laughs> right um but you know it, it makes me feel okay and better and then the next day i went to the y which is walking distance from the hotel and they have a really nice uh, just lap pool kind yeah of thing, really or? nice pool there's hardly anyone in it and five five lanes and stuff like that and it was only twelve dollars that's cool so uh the only other thing and i sent you a, a screenshot of this is i've grabbed a cup i, I did I grab the tantric sex bit right and i had i asked carmen to uh carmen morales who was been helping me out with captioning mm-hmm. um she captioned it and then I posted it on the IGTV because if it's over a minute, yeah, it's got to go on IGTV, Instagram TV. Okay, uh, it has a hundred and fourteen thousand hits. That on is it. crazy, right? It's and I've got a thousand new followers. Do you? So it's not like it's not a million, yeah, but it feels that's significant. Significant. So do do you? How can you monetize that? Like, do does the end? I watched it. You. It was wait. I think it was no, no. I put two. Actually, the one with one hundred fourteen thousand was the um, the the spooky reading girl and imaginary friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, do you direct them to your site at the end, or is that no? No, so they just watch it and you just hope they people in the description. Yeah, I essentially like in the description of the spooky reading girl and imaginary friend. I I mentioned what albums those two jokes were on. Yeah. And uh, what, where the video itself was from, and um, 
and that my website had those albums and whatever. Yeah. And then the other one was the tantric sex bit, and that one has seventy five thousand hits on it. Fuck. So it's completely. I mean, that's amazing. It seems really. Like, I think it's really helpful. Yeah. And I haven't really gotten any bad comments. Yeah. You know how YouTube is such a freaking nightmare? Yes, right, right. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, everyone on IGTV. It's a little more pop, uh, positive. Yeah, they're upbeat. just like, thumbs up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a three minute joke that I enjoyed is literally, I was like, yeah, that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I, really? don't, I don't need you to tell me that you don't like my shirt yeah right or right. whatever the hell you want to get into yeah but uh so i want to keep posting that stuff and i liked i liked posting the tantric sex bit because now i have to work on because i'm closing now with the gender thing mm -hmm. which is funny because you ever do a joke and you forget the middle of it mm -hmm. and then you're like oh, maybe it doesn't need the middle of it and then you're like fuck that it needs the middle of it for me. And I want there to be more punchlines. Right. And so, but the other night in Paris, when I did the the thing, um, I forgot the middle of it. And, um, oh, here's the good news. My Germany joke worked in Paris, mm. which is always fun. Yeah. Uh, it's good news for the Germans, really. <laughs> uh, went to the Resistance Museum. And I went to, we went, so Andy went to the catacombs. Right. And right across the street is the Resistance Museum. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the Resistance, we both went to the Resistance Museum, which was essentially the history of, uh, and we walked down into a bunker. I got to go there without my child. I mean, I miss so much. Right. There was, we went, okay. So I think the first day we went we went to so many museums. Yeah, right, right. That I can't even. We did not go to the Ordway. We went to. Uh, we got to see the water lilies, but the rest of of the small museum. Mm -hmm. uh, what? And, and then we we went to the Picasso Museum mm -hmm. by accident. We went to a museum of chocolate. That was a, actually it was the <laughs> history of chocolate, mm -hmm. and you got chocolate. Hey, and then. Uh, and then, but it was also hilariously because you know chocolate isn't from France; it's, it's from, from Belgium, right? It's well, no, no, no. It was Where? it's grown in 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 the Americas. Oh, okay. In South America and Central America. I mean, it hadn't been invented till they found till yeah. white people came to South America, right? The the king of Spain kept it a secret. Wow. Yeah, for like not as long as the Chinese kept silk a secret, which is another thing I learned Whoa. in the last two weeks. 3,000 years, the Chinese emperors kept silk a secret until uh, some whitey magoose snuck a couple of worms out. Marco Polo? Uh, possibly. Mm. <laughs> and uh, But the chocolate thing, the king kept it a secret. He was like, it's too good. <laughs> Nobody else could have it. <laughs> and then everybody had it. And then we got to see uh, essentially... The history of flatware, the history of like tea sets <laughs> and, sure. and cocoa cups and um, and the making of chocolate and all this stuff. And but it uh, it was pretty it was over by Moulin Rouge. So we went to the Moulin Rouge just yeah. to see the outside of it. Right. Because I don't care. Did um, you see see Notre Dame at all? We oh we, we that's what we might have done the first day is we took a a, a boat trip oh, up yeah. the Seine yeah where we got to see everything we did not go to Notre Dame, um but because it, it was under scaffolding sure, sure. and stuff, 
Uh, but we went to the Eiffel Tower. We went to the top of the Eiffel Tower. I don't enjoy heights. Uh, so we went. Did, yeah. Well, well, okay. So, you know, there's lots of bridges crossing the sun. Yeah. So at night, uh, my son and I crossed, we're crossing bridges and there's lights coming up. There's lights on the bottom of the bridges. Yeah. And it's coming up through like these little cutouts in the bridge. Yeah. And each cutout had a huge spider web and a spider in the center. Oh my God. And they were just swinging, you know, in the wind a little bit. Every single cutout, like, you know, there'd be a hundred little cutouts. Very spooky. I just wondered if you saw, if you guys saw that. No, no. We ended up walking like, you know how they say you're supposed to walk 10,000? Yeah, 10,000 steps a day. Amy Anderson put that thing on my phone. Yeah. That it now counts. Right. And so like three or four days, we did 14, 16,000 That's uh, great, steps. isn't it? But uh, sure. <laughs> and, then, and then the other ones, we mostly did nine or 10,000 steps. And then yeah. like two days, uh, I had to light out. <laughs> there was a couple that was like, I got to light out. I don't know. I don't know if you know this. I don't really... Too many steps. <laughs> Too many steps. And um, but the Louvre was amazing. We went to the Rodin Museum. Yeah. And the Rodin Museum is all gardens, and the weather was amazing. Wow. And so his Rodin's uh, the thinker is out in this garden. I was like, just out in the weather, and Andy just looks at me and he's like, Yeah, it's bronze. Uh, that's what <laughs> statues do. They're out in the weather. <laughs> and then the original was inside. Uh, mm. That that he had he had made a cast, yeah. a larger, a small cast in bronze. Or an original thing in plaster. Whatever. I saw a lot of art. I'm full of art, is what I'm telling you. Right. And I, I couldn't do... And then yesterday, there was a big, like, modern art, just tense set up, because it was Oktoberfest of art. Yeah. And uh, I was over art. I can't do <laughs> any more. Uh, but you want to take another break? Yeah. I want to pass out. Hello, this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. Mm-hmm. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident of realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. (laughs) Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. Are we back? How much? What are we at? Okay, we're plowing through this (laughs) like dutiful little Catholic girls. Right, right, we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah? Really? Well... It's uh, it's just sort of, it's soothing. It's probably a lot like I don't know, hearing the rain. I have. <laughs> <laughs> anyone? Anyone out there? I have. Is this thing on? Two to three new jokes that really? are just little shorties that fit nice. into things, right? You're tagging stuff. Yeah, and then then there was one bit that there's one bit that has just collapsed, and I'm uh, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I might just put it down and let it go. Right. And maybe it's not for me right now. Right. Maybe it goes on the next album. But yeah. Or maybe I take a couple of days off and I go fuck it on the Friday Late Show and see what happens. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, what do you have this week? 
I have sets. Uh, well, I have Intel? two tomorrow night, one on Tuesday. Uh, no, two tomorrow night for sure. Uh, the Improv and Flappers. Nice. And then I don't know if anything on Tuesday I put in for something. And then Wednesday through Saturday, I'm, I'm at the You're punchline. Up. So I have oh. six shows at the punchline. That's right, because it's happening this week. Yeah. Please come if you're Everyone. in there. It'll, the, it, 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 these things are as tight as they're going to be, and yeah. then then they go away. Well, they don't yeah. go away, but I will slowly start <laughs> making them go. Right, away. right. They will. But um, I there was this. Then there's this other bit that's up and down, and I realized. And I was talking about this with the other comics this week too. Like some, uh, I have to smile on dark jokes or they don't get a laugh ah. and I fucking forget and I get into <laughs> like a character and people are terrified or they or there's no like, right. I have to guide them with a happy face down right, this right. road we're going <laughs> and if I don't do That's that it doesn't work as well and a lot of times I'm like what's happening with this joke I don't get it and then I realize I'm I, because I'm so stressed out about it, I'm not smiling when I'm telling the joke or I'm not enjoying myself. Right. And then it's a downward spiral of, of people. Right. And you're not, not wearing a hat or anything. So they don't know <laughs> I that don't it's have a my guitar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, I, I videotaped a lot of sets too. And um, something connected on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at uh, Thursday, in the two Friday shows of Vermont. And I think it was like I was smiling because I was done with, I was done with the hard stuff. But yeah, I just yeah. got to chill, and um, I just got to remember to wow, not stress smile. out when I start certain chunks. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I have yet to listen to that set in Paris because I wrote the I wrote the set list, but I was like, what a weird. I mean, they were cold. I went up. Uh, I opened. I was like, so you're all expats. Mm-hmm. The only the only riffing line that I that I got a laugh from was that because there was so much smoking. Yeah, that I was just happy to be the recipient of secondhand smoking again. Yeah, I was just because I was catching up on it, <laughs> and uh, it just reminded me of my childhood so much. Uh, so they're uh, <laughs> they uh, they smoke a lot. Yeah, there's and yeah. very little vaping. I only saw two vapors. Oh, hmm. well, it's I'm bad for you, Jackie. Vaping? Yeah, as opposed to yeah, roll your own. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> in cafes. Oh, and the and the the place that it was in. Yeah, in Paris, the club itself looked like it had it had a New York vibe, but it also had a Sixth Street Austin, Texas vibe, mm. where it was a lot of ute, mm-hmm. and they were super drunk, mm-hmm. and I wanted to not be anywhere near them because mm. uh, it was just crazy. Sure, a lot of uh, bicycles, a lot of scooters, and abandoned. also if they're yelling at you in Fran- in French, you don't know what they're saying. My French you, is you, okay; I can com- comprehend pretty good. Yeah, and by the end of it, it was better because out in the middle of they nowhere, speak so quickly though. Right, that I learned. Uh, I was oh, I was also telling Kyle that uh, when we were walking down the Champs Elysees, uh, I bought some chestnuts and then I was peeling the chestnuts and some two guys came and started circling me. One of them asking me a question, the other one, and Andy was peeling his chestnuts over by the garbage can, watching these two guys circle me. Oh my god! And uh, the one guy was like, "Do you know where this? You know, could I?" And I was like, "No." 
no, I get to look at me. I'm not from here. And uh, they were kind of like, can I get in her? Does she have a wallet? You know, I mean, it was. Oh, you think it, they were trying to confuse you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know they were trying to confuse okay. me, but I was uh, attainable goal, by the way. <laughs> uh, such an easy. I'm confused right now. I, I'm super confused, but um, I'm looking forward to like, I'm going to D.C. Like I start again in right. earnest. Like start, this week, wait. I start doing. I mean, like this week, I don't have any sets. I would like some sets. Sure. Uh, tomorrow's Monday. I'm yeah. here until Thursday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I get back mm-hmm. on Sunday. And wait, um, Thursday through Sunday, you're going to someplace in the middle of Texas. Yeah. Wow. That's By a the way, lot of got time an email to give from to somebody who said, you know, there's a comedy in San Angelo, Texas. Oh, and uh, do I it. Was like. Oh, Will Durst is booked. Right. Well, maybe <laughs> pick, maybe pick up that gig. Maybe he'll come in. Maybe it'll be Cesario. Mm-hmm. I can pick up his sets. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, yeah. So, but next week I'm in D.C. just for, I believe I'm doing one or two nights with Maria. Mm-hmm. And um, and that should be fun. I also have a bit of a cold. I know. So I might just be sleeping until Wednesday. Um, you know what? It's a great story, you guys. Uh, I think you could take a little time off and sleep. Right. You know, I just travel, took... You've been actively traveling. You haven't been chilling in a hotel room. You've been it, hitting museums. You've been learning shit. You know, right. that's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. I have to say that I, li- I love going plays. I love it when Andy comes because mm-hmm. I am a classic comic mm-hmm. where I will sit in that hotel room and yeah. then... I will go find a cafe. Yeah. And then I'll come back to that hotel room. That you just described heaven to me. The, right? Yeah. What do we Just go to a cafe. Kyle. How are we doing? Right. 51. Oh my Nine god. I thought we were I thought we were further. We all did. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. What else have I written? Oh, did you see Okay. So everybody wants to write about the history of stand-up comedy. Oh my goodness. Do you remember right. that? There's a well, comedy is shockingly popular right now, and I don't. I, I I'm Wayne not sure Fetterman if it's has go away. a podcast, yeah, about the history of oh, comedy. He does? But I think he starts with Lenny Bruce, okay, and goes forward. And I don't know. You I don't. So much. What? You so much. Well, the early days of. I mean, what? Where would you start it? Mark Twain? <laughs> what am I? That's what people I think were. Some people hmm. think it starts that Cliff guy with a K K L I P H. Yeah, Nestor Hoff. Yeah, he wrote the history of 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 uh, men Male doing stand up comedy, <laughs> six hundred pages, but pretty, really pretty good. I yeah. skimmed it. You did. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's something I don't want to get too acquainted with. I'm fine. Yeah, it's. I mean, and it's weird because. But then another guy asked me if I knew this guy. He uh, wants to do a show. Um, I'm going to spell his name wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. spelled it right, kind of. Sort of. You, phonetically. Mm-hmm. I can't spell. But he uh, uh, he was like, hey, what do you know about the history of comics? And, you know, I don't know any women. And, and I was like, yeah, they were there. And um, He it, knows women. He, he knows women. No, no, he knows women, but he doesn't, like... Like I'm sort of, I I can't You're be a bridge the oldest to another generation, right? I can't be the oldest. You know, he's got to know. Like Elaine Boozler started back in the seventies, right? Yeah, 
And hey, she was knows. she bumped or did she at that uh, at that set of Gotham or was she pushed pushed back? Because usually when Seinfeld drops in, they just push you back a little bit or Gaffigan or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Oh, she oh she was I don't complaining know about it on uh, she on mentioned Twitter? it on Twitter. But it was, but I guess she was bumped, or she just would have said, "Oh, that she got pushed." Yeah, yeah. Usually they don't do that, right? Except for if somebody runs long. But does Seinfeld, Seinfeld doesn't is he run, run long? long. No, he usually does. He's I mean, in, he might do fifteen or twenty. Yeah, which might make the show long. Push but it would sh- the second show back. But who yeah. cares? Because it was because Seinfeld. Because everybody there. was excited because Seinfeld was there. Do you feel like? I don't know. Yes. There's a couple sh- <laughs> where there's there's a new there's uh, all right. There's a, a great interest in stand up comedy, right? So, yeah. and there's some people that seem to go to comedy in an angry, like, um, sort of in a bad mood, and uh, and they almost know too much about comedy, and they're sort of, and a little bit. It's almost like I, I do distinctly remember seeing a front row of incels at a show <laughs> and and having them just they would they weren't like excited for the next comic. It just felt like they were they were they like were intensely in watching comedy, but it it didn't necessarily make them laugh. Like I, they I almost intellectually would discuss it later on Reddit. I've but, never seen them at clubs. I've only seen them online i think they're coming to clubs now which and, is but disturbing I, but i have seen some some arms folded you know i always you we always yeah everybody always sees you know 220 people enjoying themselves but i'm gonna look at the one guy who's like i got beer at home why am i here true 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 and, uh, <laughs> so um but, but yeah I I, but you know now that it's just become so popular it's bringing in new people to clubs you know yeah. People that may have not even gone out before. Like, it's not like we're snare- <laughs> right. getting people front that would all be going to music or going to Hooters or, you know what I mean? It's you people don't... that would normally just be staying home, but now they're comedy fans because it's been shoved in their faces on uh, on Netflix. And now they're going to go out to a club and order waters intensely and watch the show. I think there's two different groups that, that you're talking about because there is a really cool group yeah. that um, the Dork Forest has inspired a lot okay. of people who never saw stand-up. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like, you know, I've heard about this stand-up guy. I'm going to go see Jackie. And then That's cool. There's hundreds of those people that right. I freaking love because they get every weird reference and joke that yeah. I that I want to trot out. And then um, and then there's... There, they're, the ones I meet online are weirdly like they know things about mm-hmm. stand up comedy or they have they have like a you know they have like six comics that they that they believe are like the second coming right and then that's and it they're, they're right? all variations they're all variations I think of, Kyle of, has uh, a list in his head <laughs> Jim Jeffries right 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 it's, yeah it's all it's that it's the it's those guys who are, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. I know that they're not performing for me. They genuinely are. Oh, those they're, comics. Yeah, those or, comics. Okay, okay. They're not writing their stand-up uh, to get this out. Mm-hmm. This is not their demographic. The Jackie Cations of the world. Right. But there's a fourteen to twenty-four year old dude bros. Yeah. Haircuts uh, on parade who fucking want to hear you talk about bitches, man. And mm-hmm. um, I, it's I, fine. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even notice the material that they're. 
it's more like they identify with someone that looks like them sometimes it's not it wouldn't necessarily there's a lot be of very good looking material. Uh, young men with dental have you noticed that there's like the whole <laughs> new generation of people with good dental uh, that's been happening for about 20 years um yeah so, comics should not have good teeth till they're in their 30s well, like you should have to work to afford good teeth well that I really have, makes you that seasons you I have as a, a performer. theory about why all the new normal and good-looking comics are funny because there's plenty of really good-looking comics yeah who are genuinely funny yes and i think it's because of when we were junking them up when they were kids you know we're giving them adderall and and yeah. uh, prozac and stuff and then they turn like 18 or 19 they start drinking doing weed they start mixing their meds with mm -hmm. with uh with their cocktails mm -hmm. and they actually drive themselves mad and that insanity uh brings uh some pretty good stand-up and then they have to heal themselves and uh and that's and, a special and, and then seven years later mm -hmm. they're uh pretty like sane people like they've become more sane and they've oh, also you mean become the they become sober early like john mulaney yeah yes yeah right like that mm -hmm. kind of thing where right. you're just like and and like um it, it it's happening so much with a lot of women right yeah like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like there's just a, a, they get uh, fucked they go through the first 20 years of life in five years like the 20 years of adulthood that most comics went through in their 90s they condense it into five years and then they're 26 and attractive and they're a, a one year sober right that's a good career path that's a real nice career path and what it was is is you get a cocktail of like you know ecstasy and and weed and drugs mm -hmm. and um or alcohol and then still you're still taking the prozac and stuff from when you were a kid and because when i started or when when we started yeah um, i would i would posit that everyone who did stand up was either super unattractive or completely bananas Right. Like either nuts or uh, had been uh, hurt in some other way. Yeah. And was coping in, in other ways. Yeah. And, um, but definitely not sober. And definitely not sane. Right. You know, and it was not fixed at all. Right, right. Broken. And perhaps will would never be fixed. Well, the thing is, is for myself, I would say that stand-up comedy genuinely saved my life. Same here. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It gave me an outlet and it gave me a way to process the things that had happened to me, mm -hmm. the things that could happen to me, and an option, an opportunity to make more things happen. It's a Carmen Morales' pin tweet yeah. is that... Uh, Stand-up comics are poor people who get to live like rich people. <laughs> Which is essentially, you know. But when these you other motherfuckers had their lives saved first and then they got into comedy. Right. Which I don't understand. Why? If you're, you're. Oh my God. Ah! Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.